heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Great to have Ryan Phelan live in the studio because uh, after what's been a fascinating uh, build-up in the Inter-Dominion, we now have the final field and the all-important barrier draw, which has added another twist and a turn to it. Feeling, how are you, mate? Yeah, really well, Michael. Good to be with you. It's obviously been a terrific series. We've seen some great racing. The Victorians have fared very well, particularly on the trotters' side of the draw. But as you correctly pointed out, when the marbles fell yesterday for the mm. barrier draw, it's just really turned the paces division particularly on its head because all of the key chances have drawn quite favourably either on uh, trailing draw draws or the front row as far as the speed map is concerned uh, looks to have favoured uh, Jason Grimson in going for three Inter-Dominions in a row and the pre-post favourite which is Leap to Fame he swept the series so far maybe a little bit of a sticky draw mm. for him so that intrigue you mentioned is certainly there. Well he was a very short priced odds on favourite but now um, Swayze drawing inside him they're $2.30 each or two with the latest market at the tab. Is that about right now? Has that barrier draw created such a an advantage for Swayze? Well, I thought I was going mad last Saturday night when I was doing the coverage for Sky Channel and after the heats had been run, Swayze had blown out to $5 mm. and, and I turned to my co-host Brittany Graham at the time and I said, and what am I missing here? Why is this horse drifted out to $5? Even though he had his colours lowered on Saturday night, he had no luck. It was going to always be a simple matter of who drew better of the two, which would start favourite. I actually think Swayze should be outright favourite overleap to fame just simply because of the way they will map in this race so Jason Grimson has come up with Barry one with Nerano who has very good early gate speed number two turn it up is probably the fastest horse in Australia off the mobile arm so you would think Nerano would hand up to uh, uh, turn it up then the next horse that will come calling will be Swayze from barrier three you would think the only fly in the ointment is that number four, Future Assured, can have good early gate speed as well. Future Assured and also Leap to Fame are owned in the same interest. Mm. So does Future Assured really go handlebars down, hopefully maybe get in front of Swayze, and that could pilot Leap to Fame into a better position? So it's, it's an intriguing speed map, but I think that turn it up, will cross one Nerano and then Swayze will be the next horse there and then it will be a carbon copy of what we saw in the Blacks of Fake early this year where to, uh, where uh, Swayze was able to lead and on its outside was Leap to Fame. Yes, Leap to Fame had some excuses. He had a flat tyre on that occasion, but Swayze was able to beat his uh, younger brother. They're half-brothers, mm. these two favourites. It's an story. It's an amazing story as well. But then there's the other theory that what if these two horses, these heavyweights, go to war 800 metres out and lurking behind them is Nerano just picking up the crumbs or even a horse like Better Eclipse who's been terrific throughout the series as well. So it sets up to be a great race. You know Albion Park better than anyone. That's where you grew up and uh, you've driven there plenty of times. Do you think it will set up as a as a you know two horse war a fair way out when you get to the final of an Inter Dominion the blood starts to really um, boil and the pressure goes on. So if that scenario is that Swayze leads and Leap to Fame sits outside. It's in Cameron Hart's best interest who will drive Swayze to run along, but just get the tempo right because he doesn't want Leap to Fame to be 
having a lung full of air come a thousand metres to go where they can go to war. So he's got to try break his heart a little bit. But then he's also got to be careful because if they do go too hard from the 800 metres in particular, you're getting some tired horses, they start to break up. Albion Park has never been more pegs dominated than I've seen it this, mm. this year. It's, Why is that? Well, I, I just think the camber on the track isn't as profound as some of these other bigger tracks. And they're just running such fast times that obviously the shortest way home, Matthew, Mathematically mm. is the way to play, and if you've got a skillful enough driver to navigate that, you can win from three the pegs at Albion Park, and that's probably where a horse like Narano will be. I wouldn't even be surprised if Better Eclipse might even look to have an economical run. Maybe most likely in a two wide position, I wouldn't think he'd go to the fence, but it, even still, he could sort of you know weave his way over the concluding stages. So what looked to be a two-horse race prior to the series, and maybe even in some people's mind, it might still be a two-horse race. I'm opening that up to Narano and Better Eclipse to be genuine knockouts just because I think there'll be gaps in the last 600 metres of this race and those fresh horses will be running into it. Well, Narano's into 450 off the pole and um, Better Eclipse, so the other one you're mentioning, it's a, a $12 chance. Um, so, I mean, there is some value there. Who do you think through the, the heats has been the best performer of Swayze and also Leap to Fame? Well, the results would say that Leap to Fame has been the best because he's been undefeated through the series. He has had a couple of sticky draws to contend with. I would say the last heat that he had over the 2600 was a bit of a gift. Mm. It was a weaker heat. He was waved on by to the lead. So, you know, these two horses, and Swayze is another one. Yes, he's he was beaten in, in his last heat, but he had no luck. And I think throughout the series, after what we saw in New Zealand where he was just unbelievable, there was probably some question marks how he would get through a series because there was reports that after the New Zealand Cup, he just wasn't feeling himself. He laid down in his box for a couple of days and we thought he might have even got here. Well, not only has he got here, he looks as though he's Mm. absolutely feeling bulletproof at the moment. So to answer your question, who do I think's got better through the series? I'd have to say leap to fame, but I wouldn't say that Swayze's disgraced himself either, but the real surprise packet quite clearly has been Narana. Yeah. What was he, 100 to 1 at the start of the series? I got $38.50 the place. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, you know and look, the only reason I backed him... You know where Narano's finishing. The only, the only... Yeah, fourth, I know. It'll, it'll happen for sure and soon. But it was only based on the Jason Grimson factor. He's won the last two Inter-Dominions, yeah. you know, and, and he, before this series, had only... Every horse he'd sent to the Inter-Dominions always qualified. So, you know, it was just more based on, on the respect for, for that stable. Have you rated the Inter-Dominion overall, the, the strength and depth? When we look back on ID23, how will it be remembered? Well, there was some criticism that it might have been a bit thin early on. Uh, Look, I will remember it very, very fondly. The great stories that come out of an Inter-Dominion series, particularly this year, has reminded me that regardless of prize money, this is our greatest Mm. race. And as an industry, we need to respect it, we need to hold it up, and we need to nurture it. And... You know, the, 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 you see it in the eyes of some of these participants that just feel lucky enough to have a runner. It just m- makes you swell with pride. Young drivers like Angus Garrard, who's driven in his first series, his qualified horses on both sides, the trotters and the paces, is quite extraordinary. So the stories are there. And, Michael, the, the trotters' side, in many respects is more of a headline than the Pacers mm. side this year just with the the what leaped what um just, just believe. believe has been able to do obviously we saw his 
you know, amazing achievements over in Sweden where he ran second of the world's best trotter in Francesco Zet. He's since come back here and has not lost a race mm. and he's gone through another Inter-Dominion series undefeated. He's the defending champion here and now he's a very, very short price favourite. He's got a perfect draw. He'll probably lead and win and to go back to back after what he's done in 12 months, I mean, that is a massive headline in itself. Yeah, he's a dollar twenty. What price was he at the start of the series? I th- I have a feeling there was, before Bendigo, Queen Elida was favourite uh, for the series and then he came out first up uh, beat Queen Elida. I think he firmed in the favour. I think he might have been a dollar eighty, maybe mm. around even money. And then obviously through the heats, he's just kept getting shorter. Is there plans for another overseas tour with him? Well, the next big uh, ticket item for him and Queen Elida and a lot of these horses through the Inner Dominion will be our Great Southern Star, which excitingly this year is going to be on the same night as as the Hunter Cup, yeah. which is, you know, our greatest staying race. And it's going to be all killer, no filler that particular night. So that the Great Southern Star will be the big one. Will he go back? to Sweden again to to have another crack at the elite lot. Well, I know that the appetite is there from Sweden. They want him to come back. This race, and this is really clever from Queensland Harness Racing, they've programmed the final for the Trotters. It'll actually go at uh, 9.22 local time here in Victoria, which is into prime time, you know, morning over there in Sweden, there will be a lot of eyeballs on seeing how Just Believe goes. So really smart that we're starting to think on a, gl- a global scale. So, look, if he goes back-to-back, wins the Inter-Dominion, he's going to freshen up and focus on the Great Southern Star. Will he go back to Sweden? Who knows? If not, there's a really rich slot race in New Zealand uh, in April that's yep. creating a lot of attention, which Queen Elida has already been invited into. So, yeah, there's a lot in store for, for some of these smart trotters. Where's the next Inter-Dominion held? Uh, next one is held in uh, New South Wales. New South Wales. And uh, then back to Victoria and then we're up hopefully in Queensland again at the end of this cycle at their new home in Norwell. Okay. They're building. So obviously with the Olympics being on up in Brisbane, mm. they're selling the Albion Park track. They're developing a purpose-built harness racing centre in How Norwell. How far out is that? So you know where Dreamworld is on the yep. Gold Coast? So not far from there. So I'd say kind of halfway between, you know, South Port yep. and, and, and Brisbane. So not not a lot around there, but obviously prime land to, to build something of that nature. Is that being well received within the industry? Because it's, it's interesting. We've had this discussion off the back of the announcement, re-Rose Hill, and uh, you and I spent a lot of time at Harold Park in mm. Sydney, and it moved out to Menangal. We've seen the Mooney Valley move out to Melton Tabcourt Park. Um, and, and I don't think there's any... You can't debate the fact that it, it loses um, a bit of the the city relativity, whereas a lot easier for people to go to the track when it's in a city. So, yeah, what is the feeling? Oh, look, I don't like it, but I get it. Mm. Um, But for the, you know, participants, it's probably good because it's closer to their epicentre. But my concern with it is the further out you go from the metropolitan areas, well, then it becomes a TV sport. Correct. Because how are you going to get corporate dollar and, and hospitality to your track if everyone's having to get a bus, train, mm. you know, uh, $80 Uber, all of these sorts of things. Uh, and that's where I don't like it, but I get it. it it's a, it's future-proofing the industry and obviously, you know, cost of living is, mm. is going up, housing prices, the like, you know. So what, what these training setters do do as well, so you think about a young harness racing trainer, right, okay, if, the, if they don't have family money or a, a farm that they're inheriting... 
how do they train horses? So what we've got to do as an industry is develop these training centres where they can hire boxes and, and facilitate a living that way. It's it's just, it's the new norm. Mm. There's there's a lot of things that, you know, we don't like about it. And I think we're, we're fair enough in feeling that way. But, you know, you've got to understand the other side of the coin as well and that it's future-proofing our sport. Well, uh, Fields, we'll be cheering on uh, two of the big guns, uh, especially Just Believe, uh, to continue that unbelievable picket fence. And I can't wait to see the clash between Swayze and Leap to Fane yeah. and Narano hopefully filling a hole for yeah. you. Yeah, so Michael, uh, obviously Sky Racing Active and Sky Channel where we've seen the heats, there'll be the coverage, but Sky Thoroughbred Central, you'll see the big races. Beautiful. So in, in crystal clear high definition and it's going to be great because we're sharing that real estate with obviously everything that's happening over in Perth. With, with Ollie's Farewell. With Ollie's Farewell. So it's going to be just a great night where racing fans can just sit back, relax and just absolutely fill up and love it. Uh, and I think well done to all the codes who have worked with each other to try and slot those major races around what's going to be a a brilliant night in all three codes because you throw the Phoenix in as well. So it's a huge night um, from a Victorian time um, perspective of racing this weekend uh, and the Inner Dominion's going to be front and centre. We'll see you there, mate. Good on you, Michael. Thanks for your support. Ryan Phelan joining us there.